All right, welcome back to the show. Sorry about the hiatus there. Uh, went on a little camping trip with the family, and then got lazy and all that good stuff. But here we are. We're back. It's 5:45 a.m. Slightly late start. Uh, Banjo actually took a shit in the backyard, but we're gonna go for a walk just because I wanted to get back on the train of recording stuff again. Anyway, so today's episode, I'm gonna talk about my fish tank, kind of. So, many people that know me in person know that I've started a fish tank. Um, My goal is to have a saltwater reef tank, so with corals and invertebrates like shrimps, snails, all that kind of stuff, and obviously fish. So, it's pretty cool, pretty obvious. Uh, Everybody says, you know, that's hard, etc. It is, but that's not the topic I wanted to cover today. The topic that... um, people seem to be most interested in when I kind of describe what's going on or if people come over and see what's going on in the house is the quarantine tank. So what the hell is this? So I have finally set up about, I don't know, about a week ago, I finally got it set up, um, my real fish tank. It's about a four foot long tank. It's about 20 deep, 20 tall, something like that. So, you know, a decent sized tank. Technically not considered big, but, you know, it's pretty big if you've never had a fish tank before. It's kind of this massive pile of water in your house. So it's cool. It's awesome. But the thing that gets the most questions is that little 10-gallon tank. I have the cor- in the corner of the garage with two clownfish in them. So there's two Nemos in a little tiny tank, and they're in quarantine. So what the hell is that? Why would you quarantine fish? And all that stuff. So... Here's the, here's the gist. So, uh, I'm kind of a noob at this. I've been, you know, doing my research for the last couple months, so definitely not an expert, but there's plenty of information on this, so I can speak pretty confidently, even though I don't know every single technical detail of all the fish diseases. Conceptually, it's pretty simple. So, there's a couple common illnesses that fish can get, and... The assumption you want to have is that no matter what fish you buy, whether you buy it online, yep, you can get them FedExed overnight to you, or you go to the store, is that your fish probably have some disease or another. Um, May not be something that's going to kill them right away, but they're definitely going to have something. So the common diseases are going to be flukes, um, ick, marine velvet, sometimes brook, etc. So the main ones that are pretty, I'd say the most common one is going to be ick. Um, most people, even back in high school when I had like a regular fish tank, a non-saltwater one, me and my friends were aware of ick. It's when the fish develops what looks like white bumps, like salt, like as if you got a, the fish and poured salt on it. Um, that's ick. That's a parasite. So the reason you quarantine your fish is because you can't really see the symptoms of some of these diseases. I'll talk about ick because that's the one I'm most worried about. Um, And the way it works is that, you know, it's a parasite. So the parasite has a specific life cycle. And the reason you quarantine your fish is to treat them for this stuff before they go into your main tank. So it gets even weirder since my main tank is completely empty right now. So people kind of get more questions around that, but it's actually pretty simple. So if you 
look into the life cycle of this parasite. I'm going to get a couple details wrong, but the gist is more or less that a fish can be asymptomatic. And the reason the fish is going to be asymptomatic is because they're healthy enough that their immune system, even though they have a parasite, it's not, the parasite's not winning. It's not causing any symptoms. There's no signs just yet, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. However, various things can trigger your fish to drop their immune system. And now all of a sudden the parasite has a chance to take over and, you know, the fish will start showing symptoms. Turns out fishes, fishes, fish are kind of scaredy cats. And if you put yourself in their shoes, you get it, right? So if you um, are purchased at a store, you're shoved into a bag, you're shoved into a bo- the bag goes in a box, then you're in someone's car, and then you go to this place and you get dumped into this new place. It's a stressful environment. And evidently stress is one of the things that can cause these fish to have a lowered immune system. They might stop eating because they're just scared shitless. And now all of a sudden you've created an environment where the parasite has a chance to do its thing. So that's the main gist is that even though the fish looks like they're fine, they could still be infected by this parasite. But a couple things, whether, you know, your water's too cold, anything can cause their immune system to drop and the parasite starts doing its thing. So the way this fucking parasite works is that it burrows into the fish. So kind of hops on in there, could get into the gills, into the skin, etc., 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 And it does its thing. It starts hosting on the fish. And the life cycle of it is, is that a couple days go by, about four, and the parasite will drop off the fish. So there's going to be multiple. It's not like a single, like, worm guy. It's many of these things, you know, in a massive number, not just like two or three of these parasites. And they drop off the fish and they go floating in your tank to find the sand, rock, whatever, to lay eggs. They chill down there for a while, lay some eggs, and then a handful of days later, these eggs will hatch. Then you have more parasites, kind of like a virus, right? It multiplies. So you start off with making up a number, a hundred of the parasite. They all go lay eggs, come back, and now there's 900. And then those 900 have all hatched, and they go off swimming throughout the tank looking for another host. Those guys find a host, burrow in there for four or five days, do their thing, come off, lay eggs. Now your 900 turns into, you know, 3,000. So repeat the cycle over and over and over again. And the essentially the effect is that the parasites multiply and eventually they're going to overcome the fish and they're going to take over the fish's immune system and cause them to not be able to breathe and all this kind of stuff. So the signs of it are the fish will have these white spots on them. Like I said earlier, they look like salt. They'll have trouble breathing. They'll start rubbing themselves on stuff to try to scratch, et cetera, et cetera. And boom. So you have this kind of weird life cycle of this parasite that's going to cause these fish to eventually die. And the reason you quarantine is that if you get a new fish, the new fish will possibly have this parasite. The parasite will do its thing for four days, fall off, go in the sand, lay a bunch of eggs. Those guys hatch and they attach themselves and the hatched ones come out and attach to the rest of the fish. 
cycle continues forever and forever and forever until all your fish can potentially die. Now, it's not guaranteed that they're all going to die. Your fish could be strong enough to the point where their immune system doesn't show symptoms, but they could be affected, and they're pretty much impossible to eradicate at that point. So what you do is you throw these fish in a quarantine tank so you can treat them as if they have ick and the other diseases, but let's just talk about ick. So you treat them as if they have ick. So the quarantine tank's pretty boring. There's no sand, just a couple PVC pipes and the bare minimum, like a heater, etc. Just things that the fish needs to stay alive but not be stoked. It's not a hotel, it's like hostel, right? Just has bare minimums. So they're in quarantine and you can start treating them as if they have the parasite and the treatment um, there's a bunch of different brands and stuff like that, but more or less it's some copper-based fish medication. Turns out the ick cannot stand the copper, but the fish can. So even though it's harmful for the fish, if you exceed a certain parts per thousand parts per million in the water, it'll definitely impact your fish. But at a therapeutic level, it'll kill the parasites and not the fish. So the goal is that as the ick detaches from the fish and goes down and starts they call the free swimming stages, if you will. They start finding a place to nest and, uh, you know, lay some eggs. The copper kills them. So that's the goal, is to get them to f die uh, so that, you know, it's all good. So, you, so why not do this in your main tank? So that's the probably the most logical question, is if you do this in your main tank, again, Quarantine's boring. It's got no sand, it's got no rock, etc., etc. And it's usually a small tank that you can manhandle. So if you want to change out water like quickly, etc., you can do all that. But the main reason is that the copper kills all sorts of stuff that aren't fish that you do want in your tank. So that would be snails, shrimp, coral, all that other stuff. So if you had your fish in your tank and you didn't have any of that stuff and just had fish and rock, Sure, you could dump the copper in there and treat all, your whole tank, but if you're going to have a mixed reef with starfish and shrimp and all these other cool critters, sea urchins, whatever, they'll all die from the copper. So that's the main reason you don't do it in your main tank. And in my case, where my main tank is empty, the rocks and sand actually retain the copper. They kind of like suck it in. So the problem is that at a later date, if I added shrimp and all that kind of crap they would eventually just die of copper poisoning so that's the gist between behind quarantining your fish is to assume they have the disease um ick particularly in marine velvet and brook are pretty well studied there's it's not just bullshit like um you know hobbyists know it's like no they're rather well scientifically researched they're pretty common fish diseases and the life cycle is known and the medication and the treatment is developed around the life cycle of the parasite. So you can pretty much do a good job of 100% eradicating that potential threat before it even hits your tank. So that's the thing with quarantining fish. So in my situation, I've got two clownfish, Nemo's. Haven't named them yet. Just gotta nail down the girls and see what they wanna name them. I have a feeling they'll wanna name them both Nemo, which I'll veto, because that's not cool. Um, but anyway, so they're in the quarantine tank they've currently started eating which is good but they're not like gulping food up left and right so once they get to the point where a couple more days of eating pretty regularly are less scared 
right now, every time I walk up to the tank, they're pretty scared and run away. So once they get used to me being around and start associating with me with being a food source, and I'm kind of confident that they're chilling, um, we can start the medication. And about a couple of weeks after that, um, hopefully the display tank is ready with a bacteria film and they can go in there. So that's the gist. So you quarantine your tank so that, or you quarantine your fish so that you can essentially pretend they have a disease, treat the disease, then put them into the main tank to keep your main tank essentially like a sterile environment as much as you can. So that's that. Enjoy the rest of your day. And now you know a little bit more about fish tank stuff that you didn't know this morning. All right, bye.